0: Good morning, Piers Cunningham with you through till 2pm. You are indeed listening to Radio Port Phillip. I've got some uh, music to play. I've got some interesting science and technology to talk about. Uh, And also, I thought I'd ask this question. The former opposition leader, uh, Bill Shorten, was interviewed yesterday and uh, he made a comment, which I'm not going to repeat exactly, but he described it as a S-hash-hash show, He did that on live television. I think he might have surprised the journalist who was speaking to a little bit with that language. But I thought that's just something which I would uh, ponder today for listeners. Is this a really uh, a botched situation that we find ourselves in with COVID in Australia at the moment? That outbreak in Sydney not getting any better, and I'll give you updated numbers for that a bit later. And also the possibility that there's a spread uh, into Victoria, which you know this is the thing. It's it's. It's just going to keep happening, whether it happens through a, a removalist van driving through, dropping off furniture and the like to uh, to, to people in uh, Victoria on the way to Adelaide and then back to Sydney, uh, or a person arriving, you know, leaking the virus through hotel quarantine or a limo driver taking people from the airport to a hotel in sydney now that was the original cause of the outbreak which is now causing the lockdown of australia's uh, most populous city city of over five million people doing a lot of damage economically just as that big lockdown did in victoria last year and at this stage, there are, there's a lot of vagueness in the language that's being used by the Premier and other, pe- other officials in New South Wales about exactly how long that lockdown's going to go for. There's even talk in Victoria. Yesterday, our Health Minister, Martin Foley, saying there's a possibility that we could go into lockdown in, in Victoria as well. So... These sort of things are going to just continue happening until we get some kind of effective vaccination program underway and the numbers need to be much higher than they are. Uh, now, there has been some good news. There's some uh, accelerated delivery of vaccines from overseas happening. It's starting to roll out, so that is a good thing. Uh, but uh, I thought that would be something that I would uh, look at a little bit today in the program, uh, you know, how bad a situation how mismanaged or otherwise has this vaccine rollout been in australia what should we be doing to get things under control Uh, we've saved lives but at what cost Uh, and if you look at you know the british situation they've got a lot of their population vaccinated with both doses of a vaccine and they are actually opening up now they're doing that even though they've got over ten thousand cases of covid of the delta variant which is the highly contagious variant at least twice or three times as contagious as the variety of the disease that we had in melbourne uh, last year when we had that 100 plus day lockdown it was a different beast we were dealing with Uh, now it's far more contagious and the same that delta variant is uh, causing uh, well over 10,000 infections per day that number is increasing in the uk and yet they are about to open up completely and relax the restrictions that they've had uh, for so long. So, you know, they're doing that with with, um, the belief that their their vaccines are going to prevent people from dying and prevent them from being hospitalised. Now, whether they are doing this too early, it may be the case. And we will, you know, I think there'll be all eyes will be on uh, what happens in the UK in coming months. To see, you know, how well they are protected by the vaccines that they have. They haven't had, they haven't got to uh, herd immunity yet. I think it's uh, just over fifty percent of the population fully vaccinated in the UK. So interesting questions, interesting times we live in. And a little bit of an update on the COVID situation: uh, eighty-nine new locally acquired cases in New South Wales, and uh, total number of new cases uh, of ninety-three four. New overseas acquired cases and active local cases of 707. Amazing testing numbers for the Greater Sydney area uh, and the state of New South Wales. 49,055 tests in the last 24 hours. That's to 8 p.m. last night, the 12th of July. So, uh, unfortunately, the the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, in uh, Greater Sydney Borders have been locked down. They are um, expecting those, those daily numbers actually to stay fairly high for the time being. It's not expected that those numbers are going to come down for a while. And there is talk, as I mentioned earlier, that the lockdown for Sydney, Greater Sydney, and for other parts of New South Wales, will be extended. And how long is, is is really unknown at this stage. Interestingly, they haven't gone to the kind of lengths that Victoria went to in its second wave last year where you had that five-kilometre radius of, uh, of travel limitation. They haven't shut down all forms of retail apart from uh, you know the essentials like supermarkets and doctor's clinics, that sort of thing, petrol stations. So... There is some room for them to actually extend the restrictions even further, the lockdown restrictions further in New South Wales. and interesting that they haven't as yet. but you know stay tuned, that could be happening at, you know literally at any time. Now, just a quick update about Victoria. Uh, there was a there were a couple of um, leaks, if you like, from New South Wales, think like it was a, it was a family that were returning from New South Wales. Uh, one of the uh, the family members was found to uh, have. COVID and uh, there was also uh, some removalists who drove through Victoria and then headed over to Adelaide before returning to New South Wales and, uh they are they're feared that they may have done some spreading while in the state so at the moment the figures as published 10 a.m on the Victorian health department website which is dhhs.vic.gov.au three cases locally acquired zero internationally acquired and in quarantine in the last 24 hours 20 active cases for the state test results received in the last 24 hours to 10 a.m this morning twenty three thousand four hundred seventy total lives lost for victoria 820 but none this year there has been very sadly uh, an elderly person in their 90s uh, who's died recently in sydney uh, of covid it's believed that they weren't vaccinated now We talked about the UK, and I've been watching, as I'm sure a lot of people have, watching that amazing victory of Ash Barty doing so well to actually win the Wimbledon Championships, the ladies' singles, first time in about 40 years since an Australian has won that, since uh, Yvonne Goolagong cawley did, I think in 1980, so 41 years ago. And then uh, she won it uh, 10 years prior to that, so I think it was 50 years ago since uh, she won her first Wimbledon title so it's been a long time and i was watching those matches and and thinking to myself this it's amazing those crowds are full and there's hardly anyone wearing masks what's going on over there what are they thinking you know there's and there's i think it's in the order of uh, you know 20 30,000 uh, cases a day new cases that day being recorded in the uk isn't this crazy well the reason why they're prepared to uh, to do that and to open up and to allow capacity crowds and big football crowds which is uh, also Suspected to be a way that the uh, Delta variant is is spread, you know, is being driven further into the population, um, is because they've got a large percentage of the population vaccinated. I think it's over, it's about 53 or, or more percent of the UK population's been fully vaccinated with two doses of a vaccine at this stage. So it's not herd immunity, but it's it gives them a lot of protection. So, so the number that have actually been dying from uh, COVID in the UK is down a lot. I'm just looking at the WHO dashboard, the COVID dashboard, looking at the number of deaths. Latest information I can see on this web page is on on July the 12th, uh, they had 28 deaths. July the 5th, they had 192 deaths. So considering the the numbers of cases that they've got there, 31,352 new cases in the last 24 hours, a total of uh, well over five million confirmed for the for the course of the pandemic. There's a lot of protection being conferred on people by the the, the vaccines they've had, and that's why they're prepared to open up. And now it may not work. It may be something that the, that uh, other countries watch very closely and and um, draw their own conclusions for well it will be Um, there are already some countries in europe that are restricting access to people from britain because of concerns about the way they're opening up and yet they still have these high numbers of, of the delta variant spreading like wildfire through the population it's it's this sort of debate about whether you know, you can continue to kind of be a hermit country. It's the way that, the way that uh, you know, some pundits are describing Australia now, that because of this lockdown that we've had, or the international border lockdown, even restricting Australians from coming home, making it difficult for them. The numbers have been halved in recent times because of concerns about, about overloading quarantine and stretching quarantine hotel facilities. Uh, and also because of the uh, the outbreak that's happened in in Sydney and that's you know not showing signs of of abating any time soon, uh, they've they've so there's a lot of Australians trapped overseas. We've got our borders shut. We've got state borders closed as well, and that's a hangover of basically pre-federation times when Australia was broken up into separate colonies, and it wasn't until federation in one thousand, nine hundred and one that we were unified under a federal government. But states have retained some of the old laws that allowed them to uh, act independently. And uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, they've been able to independently close off their borders. You know, there's a lot of talk, I think, and a lot of debate going on among the Australian population, among uh, politicians and uh, leaders uh, and business people about uh, where are we now in Australia? Uh, Bill Shorten described it as a S blah, 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 show without uh, saying that uh, that word he he actually did it on live tv yesterday talking to an abc journalist i think she might have been a bit taken aback and there was even suggestion that he was you know almost on the verge of of dropping the f-bomb in some of the language that he was using but do you think it's right that that we have that kind of a sh show here in, in Australia, with the uh, with the vaccine rollout, with the mixed messaging that's gone with it, with uh, you know changes of course regarding who's recommended to get AstraZeneca. I believe now in Sydney, anyone can roll up as long as they've got it in a in a uh, place that's dispensing that vaccine. You can roll up and get it regardless of age. Uh, so it's, it's just about availability. So uh, a lot of the f- cautions are being uh, thrown to the wind because there's this outbreak. And it was the same thing in Melbourne earlier this year. The numbers of people who, who hadn't been vaccinated, that suddenly changed. Now we actually have shortages of, of Pfizer, uh, although I believe that supply is being addressed and there has been uh, some easing of, of the uh, tightness of supply of, of that as far as astrazeneca is concerned i mean we should have lots of it in australia because we're making it locally and i believe they're making um, you know in the order of you know several hundred thousand doses a week at csl in melbourne the commonwealth laboratories so we should have plenty of that to dispense i mean in fact we should be even uh, be able to export it but for some reason whether it's vaccine hesitancy whether it's mixed messaging whether it's actual logistical uh, issues in getting it out there to into people's arms uh, you know, it's only now that we've finally got some some uh, serious scare campaign advertising going on. I believe that's only just for New South Wales at the moment. but you know you might cast your mind back to the uh, 1980s when we had the uh, the Grim Reaper campaign to alert the population to the danger of the AIDS virus. Well, that was that was you know a, a much less easily uh, transmitted virus than than COVID, much less. And yet we had that campaign and it did make the mark and it did get people to uh, to wake up and to take note of, of the health message that was being put out by the uh, by the government and by uh, health authorities at that time maybe that's something which we need to do more of we need clearer more firm and cut through advertising to uh, to really get it into people's minds uh, the the importance of this because we are dealing with a a much more uh, easily transmitted variant, the Delta variant, which is the one that's going around Australia, particularly New South Wales and Greater Sydney at the moment, that is two to three times more transmissible than the the version of COVID that, that Victoria had in its second wave last year that resulted in a hundred plus day lockdown. So if you apply the same kind of numbers to to the Delta variant in Sydney, well, they could they could be looking potentially at a, a lockdown that's even longer than 100 days. I mean, it's even been suggested it might go through to Christmas. Who knows? I, I really hope that isn't the case because it would be a, a very big economic blow and also a very big social blow for, for people in Sydney to endure that kind of lockdown, just as it was for, for Melbournians to go through, uh, 100 I think it was 109 days of lockdown last year. With you know curfews, eight pm curfews, and limits on where you could go, and, and very strict limits on uh, social gatherings, and and what you know what you could actually do, what you were allowed to do. I think it was one person per day to go shopping if required. We are dealing with a situation in Australia which is is not good. There was early talk that Australia had done really well by closing the borders early and by by. You know, jumping on outbreaks in a very comprehensive way by developing uh, very good contact tracing systems. There was envy from other countries in the world who were, you know, who were really suffering from the, the pandemic that we'd done so well. But now it's possibly the view that you know, okay, we sort of got through that that early time and, and last year, but now we're so under vaccinated that it's almost like we're back to square one and we've got a more dangerous difficult to deal with version of the virus in the wild. I actually do personally find it amazing that it's taken so long to get sufficient numbers vaccinated, we had an opportunity actually to to really get get ahead of this and be vaccinated much more than we are now. And that was the original target that was talked about by the government for a combination of reasons, whether it's vaccine supply shortages, lack of political will, lack of clarity, complacency, oh it's, you know, let's wait and see how what the side effects of vaccines are overseas before we use them in Australia. Well maybe that was justified, but now we're um, vaccinating in an urgent way, and we there are shortages of, of supply to put into people's arms because the virus is out in the wild again, because we' you know we're seeing you know people getting sick, we're seeing some people getting really sick, and we're seeing younger people get sick with this delta variant. So interesting times that we live in, disturbing times, it is a big disruption for for people's lives. people wanting to come back from overseas, people wanting to go overseas to see their family and friends, business associates. This, I mean, do we want to be a hermit nation locked up forever? I don't think many Australians would agree with that. Just my opinion. Listen to Artable Field.